whoever is watching. He went to the toilet in the Mama Biashara Emporium on uh, today, Bank Holiday Monday. And there's a man who lives on his own. Put the toilet seat down. Or, or do you sit down to pee? I do occasionally have visitors. Yeah, but... Not, not human, obviously. Most blokes who use my facilities, yes. as it were, and there have been many, John, as I think you can imagine. Um, most men who use my facilities... <laughs> most men who use my facilities leave the seat up. And I'm, I'm just very... I would like to say publicly how impressed I am that you put it down. As I say, unless you're at the stage where you need to sit down and pee, in which case, they're there. It'll get better. I know, I know, I know. But we, we, now we think we're live streaming on Periscope here, but we're we not... bloody better be. Here's some of our best stuff. Yeah, we, we, it was ours to write this. <laughs> Virtually but, a double act. But we're not very sure, A, if you can actually hear us, because the thing has to be quite a way away, the iPad has to be quite a way away to actually get my, my girth in. And also we're not quite sure if the framing is right, but uh, we're recording on the Mac as well. But these disembodied voices that you may or may not be hearing, or it, it's us. Yeah. Who are we? I don't know. We're, we're the grout... Club. We're the Grouchy Club. Yes. Together and we are the Grouchy Club. That's some sort of song from the last one. I know. Okay. Anyway, we haven't really started, have we? We've been going for one minute 21 and we haven't really started. But, the, but everybody does that. This is our equivalent of the bit where stand-ups go wandering around the audience going, is anyone here from anywhere? Has anyone ever done anything? Has anyone ever been anywhere? Look, there's foreigners, let's laugh at them. Or in the case of Lewis Schaefer, that's his entire show. Well, to be fair, yes. yes. Yeah. Anyway, but you got the mention in early today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm going to take bets on this. Uh-huh. So see the point at which I actually get. A no, mention. I'm not going to bet with you anymore because the last time we bet, you just cheated. Why did I cheat? You just said his name. Whose name? The person that we weren't going to be mentioning. Anyway, moving on. More important things. Yeah, the Edinburgh Fringe. Is it? Is it All hell has been letting loose. No, John, I'm, you're the blogger. But, but, but what, what is the route to hell paved with? Good intentions. And more of that later. Yes. Do we, we don't have good intentions. No, but PBH did. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. Yes. Now, this is... I'm, I'm finding myself in an odd position, which is... I know, it's, it's just the way I'm sitting. Uh, an odd position, which is totally and utterly rooting for Kate Smurthwaite, who is... Don't bring other people into it. It's too complicated. No, I know, but she is, she is really, you know, stepping up to the button. She's stepping up to the mouse and taking a lot of flack uh, on behalf of PBH. Who's, who's Peter Buckley Hill. Peter Buckley Hill. Who's the organiser of the Free Fringe. And, and the, the, the progenitor of the Free Fringe. The man whose vision propelled the Free Fringe and whose vision, in my humble opinion, saved the whole Fringe. By bringing back... Presumably by bringing back the spirit of the fringe. By bringing back the spirit of the fringe, which, and if that, if that was a, a clever segue into, uh, what do you call it, an ambush, I'm well aware that what, the way he is expressing himself now is not readily construed in the spirit of the fringe. But uh, Peter Buckley Hill is, is uh, it's something that I genuinely feel is something to be admired. He is a man of absolutes. Um, he, he doesn't ever, even if there might be an arguable argument against it, he doesn't ever back down from his stated principles. Now, my question is this, and I, he is a hero. 
of mine. He genuinely is. I wish, I know he's difficult, I know he's intransigent, but if the world had more people like him, it would be a better place because he's a very moral man in a very immoral world. And I'm, not t I'm talking the world in general, but also the world of comedy. Anyway, um, my, my, my question is this. He states in the 195 things that you have to agree to if you want to be on the free fringe. This is to be more, more exact, a 3,600-word uh, agreement you have to sign. Okay, the 3,600-word agreement that you have to sign. Um, one of the things is that you cannot be having dealings with any one other, you know, venue or anyone who's having dealings with, uh, sorry, another free fringe. No, another venue. I, I, no, uh, you can't have dealings with any other venue who, who have free entry, I think is the phrase. Right. Uh, which, which means that basically the three free uh, operators plus uh, Bob Slayer, who is also vaguely a free operator. So, so you, you, you could go to one of the paid venues, and that's not a problem. But you could, Can you? you? Yes, apparently. But you can't go to one of the... Uh, so you could, have a, you could have a show in a paid venue? I believe and so. And PBH would accept you on the free fringe? I believe so, because, right, because that's basically the reason for that rule, of course, is he's terribly bitter and wants to have a go at the other free fringes. Therefore, the paid fringes aren't uh, a competitor in his eyes, I believe. On the other hand, he is uh, righteously upset at what has happened over the years. But has to say that ISIS are righteously upset. It's not necessarily a recommendation. Now, you see, I think you ought to go and talk to Michael Legg. Uh, he, can, he can give you a few pointers on comparing people in the present day who are involved merely in uh, badinage at the Edinburgh Festival to warmongering uh, killers and murderers. I myself... One of those. Uh, uh, well, I, I am, uh, I myself have been likened by Mr. Legg uh, to Hitler, I think. Well, a very nice man, Hitler. I would just like to state, for the record, I have two balls. Anyway, <laughs> you've uh, sidetracked me. My question is... Your question, dear. The, oh, shh. Is now, how can Peter, how can Peter do business with the three Kennys, who really need a slap and are the cause of all this problem, the, when the three Kennys, we'll explain that in a minute, when the three Kennys are doing business with Freestival. Now, the three Kennys, the, 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 this, all, this all revolves around uh, the rights to put on shows at the Cowgate Head uh, venue in Edinburgh. And uh, originally, uh, I believe, the Freestival were told they had the rights to do this and they booked the entire venue, uh, nine rooms, on the basis of this. And then, rooms. Uh, Can you say that positively? It's got rooms. Very good. Uh, yes. Well, this is a room. Um, You've been hanging about with me too long. Indeed. Which uh, isn't very long. No, 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 no. Anyway, carry uh, on. Three, uh, nine rooms. You promise you'd never mention me hanging around. Um, uh, so, yeah, so first of all, thought they had uh, nine rooms. And then uh, last week, last Thursday, uh, PBH, Peter Buckley Hill, turned up saying, oh, no, you don't. Uh, I, I've arranged with uh, the owners that I have uh, six rooms in the same venue. Uh, and that's the cause of the problem. Uh, and interestingly and humorously, the, the venue, the Cowgate Head, is actually owned and run, one believes, by three men, all called Kenny War. Mm. Uh, three generations of the same family, all called the same name. Uh, and this is obviously a, a sitcom waiting to happen, or an Edinburgh Fringe waiting I to think, happen. I think what it's called, because 
Very much the same thing happened last year. It's just called an annual clusterfuck, isn't it? I mean, these guys... I don't, I, because we know... I don't even... Well, we don't even know, Royal We. We don't even know if they own the place or if they're just the licensees. And if they're just the licensees, then who the fuck is the owner? I believe, I believe, but I could be wrong. But this is one of these comedic items where I believe one of the Kenny, one of the Kenny Wars is an owner. One of the Kenny Wars is a licensee, not to be confused with Tam McGraw, who died happily in his bed and quite peacefully. Uh, and another Kenny War, we don't know who he is. He's just a hanger-on of some kind. It's a spare wall. A spare Kenny, yes. Ha, that wonderful old Scottish joke. <laughs> I'm a war. All right then, my name Doug's <laughs> Oh, how we loved an Oliver. Uh, uh, okay. Um, uh, mm, right. Look, Janie Godley can do Glaswegian. I can do Glaswegian. Where were you born? Me? Yes. Paisley. That's not Glasgow at all. It's better than Glasgow. Well, I mean, it's worse than Glasgow, which in Glaswegian terms is better than Glasgow. What's, what's the, what's Notice how Scottish I became there. Aye. In, 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 we've gone off the subject here, but in Glaswegian terms, what's the best thing to be in Glasgow? Oh, dreadful. Appalling. Hard. Hard as fuck. Well, which area, though? Well, everyone, well, everyone in Glasgow's hard as fuck. My dear. I don't think they are. The esteemed ex... Well, no, let's not go there. I was going to say the esteemed ex-arts editor of the, uh, of the Scotsman. The man with three names. Robert Dawson Scott. Yeah. He lives in Glasgow. He's not hard as fuck. Is unless he, the occasion calls for is it. Is he from Glasgow, though? I have no idea. I suspect he's from he is awfully posh. He's probably from Edinburgh. He's frighteningly posh. Uh, Three names is always posh. I, I, I had a great aunt who lived in Morningside, it has to be said. Uh, no yes. money, but lived in Morningside. Mm. In, in what appeared to be a Glasgow tenement that had been dropped down. Anyway, we should get back to the Edinburgh. Indeed, fringe. we should. Because, right, three Kennys need a smack. Not some smack, a smack. They really need to get themselves sorted out because they're titting around every August, pitting people against one another. No, I mean, uh, the, the Free Civil guys, I would have thought, after last year's titting around, clusterfuck, would have been, you know, uh, better, um, uh, better organised if the first thing they'd done was to nail the three Kennys to a fucking post until they signed an actual contract. I would have thought, you know, once bitten, twice shy. Well, it's that sort of affection to think Glasgow, though, isn't it? Well, no, we're, we're talking Edinburgh. Oh, yeah, yeah, Completely yeah. different kettle of oh, yeah, yeah. mackerel. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that, I don't know why they didn't... I mean, I understand that these what? things take time, but knowing what twats the Kennys are, um, and, and they the, should have pinned them down first alle- alle- Allegedly twat for legal reasons. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think anyone with half a brain looking at the situation, value judgment made by me, they're twats. I mean, I well, unless they're fiendishly clever, and they're doing all this deliberately, and handing out uh, non-written contracts and agreements to all sorts of people, and then playing them all off against one another at the end, in the hope that somebody will pay more. No, no, in fact, this they point, ought to talk to Ed and Charlie. They'd make a fortune of, of the underbelly. And uh, at this point, we actually should get into the, the Scottish legal system because uh, you you were trained in law. Explain why you were trained in law. How you were trained in law? Oh, it's all a horrible thing. No, I um. I wanted to impress my dad. And, and in Paisley Grammar, Paisley Grammar School, where I went, along with Andrew Neal. Andrew Neal? Andrew Neal went to Paisley Grammar. My God, um, I thought it was impressive. Paisley Grammar, uh, the clever people did medicine or law. Mm. And given that I had 
uh, English, French, German, Latin, and history. See the German there, it's the Hitler thing coming in. English, French, German, Latin, and history uh, qualifications, I wasn't really going to get into medicine. So I went and did a lot. Also, I had watched a lot of uh, Justice, starring Margaret Lockwood, and I had seen Witness for the Prosecution, the original, um, at a very, very impressionable age. And I had fallen under the hideous misapprehension, uh, stand by for a big laugh now, that lawyers were there to help people. <laughs> Thank you, John. Um, and I did my apprenticeship with so, Trammy Dunn & Company. So you actually did, you did law at university, and therefore yeah. you understand the Scottish legal system. Because I, 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 and I did um, my apprenticeship with Beltrami Dunn, and then, anyway, um, that was all criminal stuff, because Joe Beltrami was a criminal mastermind when it came to working the law. A criminal mastermind is the I know, <laughs> I know, but then you say criminal lawyer, criminal solicitor, everybody titters. Joe Beltrami was an amazing man. Uh, anyway, anyway so, so, yes, so, so, one so, of my favourite subjects yeah, oh was dear. contracts, oh, God, private law, Scottish private law, and... Because it's interesting. It's much more interesting than English contract law. And in Scottish well, contract I, I, law... Why is it more interesting? Because uh, Scottish law uh, grew from the Roman law system. It's uh, a law based on principles. When if, 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 you want, if you can't see anything anywhere else in Scottish law, you can always go back to first principles. You, you argue a priori from first principles. English law... Is common law. So much about England is common. Well, we're here in Shepherd's Bush, what can I say? Um, but in Engl English law is a common law system, which means they, they go from the, the single uh, instance and extrapolate to a law. So they'll go, well, we don't actually have a law, but ten judges have said that not liking cheese is uh, a criminal offence. So now... We can see that because five judges have said in five different cases, uh, not liking cheese is a criminal offence at common law, and nothing is going to change that uh, unless there's a statute which will supersede. Scottish law has to have a first principle that says cheese is a wonderful thing. But how do you get a first principle? Who, who states the first principle? Oh, that they're in, well, you mean you haven't read principles of Scottish law? I have, of course. By David I, Walker. I have forgotten it, of course. Ex-Regius Professor, uh, the late, I think, I don't know if he's still alive, Regius Professor of uh, Glasgow University, the man who wrote the book. Uh, which, which century was this? Well, to be fair, 20th, so last century. <laughs> so, so the basis of all Scottish law starts in the 20th century? No, 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 no. no. But it's based, and it's, the principles come from Roman law. Ah. And they're, they're excellent principles. So, anyway... Everything's much more. Just take it from me. It's better than English law. Also, it's sort of slightly more moral, isn't it? Because yes. as, as, as I understand, we are. as I understand it, I was brought up by Presbyterian. As I understand it, uh, you can't get exempt in England and in, in as, Scotland. In, sorry, in Scotland rather. Uh, and the same principle is what gets involved here in Cowgatehead. Uh, foolishly, I think uh, Feastable didn't have a written contract with Cowgatehead, but they had a verbal contract in England. That. A verbal contract ain't worth the paper it's written on. Mm. Uh, but in Scotland, well, one of I see one of my one of the interesting things in uh, in Scotland, you can have uh, a contract, uh, possibly verbal, possibly 
Um, well, it wasn't even written down. Now, if someone comes along and challenges that contract, uh, especially if there's nothing written down, uh, then you, it is possible to argue something called homologation, which means that, okay, um, you have agreed with me that we're going to do uh, Grouchy Club podcast, the movie. Uh, and it's going to be fabulous. Uh, on the basis of that, I go forward and book uh, guests. I make myself T-shirts stating watch the film. I, I market myself um, like as, as starring in the Great Club podcast movie. Then my actions on the basis of that assumed agreement could constitute... That's a very bad example, by the way, because that could also be construed as holding out, which is another Scottish thing. I might just start again. Anyway, what happened in this case, they had a verbal agreement. On the basis of that verbal agreement... It's a shame you can't edit on Periscope, isn't it? Uh, on the basis of that verbal agreement... I have a suspicion if you holding out. First of all... <laughs> for, more of that next week. Uh, first of all went ahead and booked all these acts in. Yeah. These acts paid an obscene amount of money to get into a brochure that I'm not sure how many people read anymore. The official fringe brochure. The official fringe brochure. Uh, and they've done their posters, their flyers, all of that, on the basis... Accommodation as well. ..of that agreement. Now, that, I would argue, would be, should be construed as homologation because it was done in the full knowledge of the Kennys... It's not like it was all done behind their back. It wasn't, wasn't like the Kennys knew, didn't know what was happening. This, these actions, on the basis that this was a binding agreement, have homologated the contract, making it, kind of shoring it up, as it were. Now, as it happens, it would seem that it's all immaterial now because a marvellous... Uh, 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 a marvellous... Um, third way, as it were, a compromise, which possibly the first in history, a compromise involving Peter Buckley Hill and the Free Fringe, but a compromise has been reached. Talk us through the compromise. Oh, you just did. But do we think it will work? Uh, did we talk through the compromise? I, might. I, th I thought you might. All right, we'll talk through the compromise again. For those who have come late to Periscope... <laughs> But the, the compromise is that... Uh, we did, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. But, but the compromise is that you... But this is for latecomers. Where that, have you been? It's that you share the venue. This is terribly complicated. We've been doing this as a sound podcast and uh, on Periscope, and I'm also doing it on my, my iMac, so it might go on, on YouTube. But there we go. Uh, I've lost... But I've, you, I've you lost are a man who, who take, puts the toilet, toilet seat down after you've used it, so you're capable of anything in my eyes, John. Multitasking. Yeah, I can shit and put a toilet seat down at the same time. Oh, God, is that when those marks were? Yes. Oh. Uh, uh, I've, I've, lost, I've lost track. And you were telling us about the compromise, Possibly John. interest. We've done that before. We've done that twice before. Yeah, but do we think it but, will work? But, but surely, isn't the point at, at the point at which the Kennys say you can have this venue, doesn't that mean a contract exists in Scottish law? You can have it's this venue if you pay us X amount of money, or even if you don't pay us money. Just well, con contracts work in the following way. In Scotland. Uh, I say to you... Uh, Oh, I say, I would like to sell this iPhone uh, for offers over £65. <coughs> you come in, which constitutes 
an offer. You come in and say, I would like to buy that iPhone. Uh, so, presumably, the Kennys, they made it known that Cowgate Head uh, was available for rental for August. That's an offer. Uh, sorry, that's, yeah, that's, that's the offer of kind of putting it out to tender. Uh, Freestable came in and said, yes, we would like to do that. Uh, then what makes it a contract is, because then they can say, yes, we would like to, to go there, but we uh, want to pay less rent or we want a guarantee of this. So they can tweak the conditions of the contract. But when the Kennys then say, I accept your thing with everything you've said, that then in Scots law makes a contract. Uh, well, makes an arguable contract, yes. Why is it arguable? Well, because we're living in the 21st century, John. I know it's difficult for you, call you this, and I. You call this living? Well, I know. Uh, I know it's difficult for people like, people like us. Well, we are living in the 21st century, and um, almost anything can be, you know, if, if you had the money to, follow, you know, to follow the whole case through, then on principles of Scots law, assuming that there's no good case law in the way and that somebody hasn't written a statute that says, what do you mean, verbal contract, at which the bastard English might have, oh gosh, what do you mean, verbal contract, we can't have that. But unless there's a statute or, um, or there's case law that can be argued against it, then the principle... Do you know what I mean by a principle, John? I've brought up a Scottish Presbyterian. Oh, well done. Principles of my so, life. <laughs> a principle. um, so the principle would stand. And yes, it would be a contract. But, it, but it, it's just the best, I think, all round, that hopefully it's going to be compromised in this way. But you said that's what happened last year. Well, apparently, according to one of the people involved, uh, they, they Who? said... Name names. Uh, it was one of the Feastable people. Who? Dan. Dan of the Feastable said to Dan. me that... Uh, uh, I just want to get things, you know... Dan, Dan the Feastable Dan of, Man. Dan, Dan the Feastable Man said... Said that uh, apparently last year the, the venue was shared with uh, PBH and with the, the Feastable, which I hadn't realised. No, neither uh, did uh, I. Although, although he said that PBH come in somewhat late. And apparently last year, it seems to be the same as this year, the, the alleged compromise this year that uh, PBH would have the upper bit and uh, the feast would have the lower bit. I didn't know that. I, I wonder if anyone's still listening to this. Cause I've, I've got, well, I, it was I, your I, idea to talk about the bloody Feastable Debark, or not Feastable, Free Fringe Debark. Uh, well, Can but, I just say no. oh, go, go how on, well, yes. uh, to be fair, Alex Petty um, yes. has behaved in all this. Yeah. Um, he has remained uh, kind of quiet. Very non-judgmental, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but has said yeah. he'll be a safety yeah. net. And, Bob and Slayer has been not quiet, really quite judgmental, but has also offered any spaces yeah. that... Al Alex Petty is the man who runs one of the other competing uh, free uh, operations, which is the free festival. Complimentary, I think, is the, is the line to take, John. Complimentary. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> Alex Petty came in originally and helped out... Uh, uh, 
PBH with the free fringe, then they fell out. Lots of people do seem to fall out with PBH. Yes. Twi- twi- That's because twi- he's a twi- twi- strictly twi- moral man. Twice nominated for the Malcolm Hardy Award, but anyway. Yes. Um, uh, well, he refused the second one. He refused the second nomination, which he can't actually do. We almost gave it to him just to, just to annoy yeah, him. But that's because you're odious. That's because I'm odious, yes. Um, it's quite incredible. I don't think anyone is one, because I'm a cunt, obviously. Uh, according um, to most of Facebook, you have to explain, and you're odious. We have to explain this. You, you, you bumped into PBH in the Cowgate last year when he apparently wasn't in Edinburgh, but he was. Uh, and uh, for some reason, he said I was an odious man. Yeah, he said sure something, blah, 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 the odious John Yes, Cameron. yes. Uh, I mean, it, I, sounds like it has a good ring to it. Well, I, th- I think it could be, because I, I did meet him in the Cowgate earlier, about an hour earlier, and I did fart. That it could be more literal than you thought. Was it an odious? Yes, I mean, yeah, good grief. Yeah, no, yeah. Anyone who knows the Cowgate knows there have to be <laughs> worse smells in the Cowgate than John Fleming's farts, <laughs> which, as a, a non cheese eater, quite frequently really as farts go. Yeah, but yes, I have, that could be why I never have dreams. Anyway, we're, we're getting way mm. off the subject. Uh, so, uh, if there's anyone still watching or listening, uh, I haven't dropped off. Your idea to it do was, the Cowgate uh, head debacle. Yeah, it was, was a mistake, and there's lots of debacles around we could have talked about. Uh, but then I also suggested what we should mention is that you, you're flogging your venue, this fine venue. Not flogging, not flogging. They're free, they're free. <gasps> Can I get my diary? You can. It's an action shot. It's going to be an action shot. Not, I shall be moving out of not, shot. Not an audio, you know. It's, not, it's going to be. I'm, I'm going to have to. Okay, I'm just going to. But I'm going to fade away. I'm going to have to flat. It's like the yeah, arches, okay, quick, isn't it? Phil, John, Phil. It's like the scenes between the arches Phil. where they just sort of go off. You drop. You I could make this up on the audio, of course. Well, indeed on the video too. Oh, she's taking her clothes off. She's taking her clothes off. She's dressed as she's dressed as the back back half of a, an elephant and the front half of a camel. It doesn't look good. Tell me, it's seamless. And then she's taking those costumes off and she's back as herself. Ah. Was that seamless? That was seamless. I don't Fantastic. think they, they probably they'll, didn't notice. If, they'll never have noticed I'm gone. The, 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 the viewer stroke listener probably didn't notice. Here we go. Now, so, so I, I, we will set this up. We must set things up. Okay, uh, sorry. Which is Mama Beashara is, is Copstick's charity shop in Shepherd's Bush Market. Uh, where we are. Uh, where we, we can see part of, only part of the vast, vast uh, auditorium. Uh, and at the back of that, there's space for 50 people to there is. sit there uh, is. and watch uh, fringe previews or any old preview shows, and comedy drama, provided you don't have a brass band, don't make a lot of noise and don't annoy the neighbours. But we're not, what we have is the space. We're not huge on technical, what's, it's a very, very kind of free fringy. Um, there's blacks all around it, the seating's comfy, it's a nice <laughs> atmosphere, but uh, we've got no electrics. I'm looking to borrow, just in case anyone is out there, I'm looking to borrow uh, a couple of lights. And I mean, it's so small. And as you can hear, the whole place is so echoey, it's like a concrete bunker, that I frankly would despise, possibly, no, it's not too strong a word, despise anyone who insisted on using a microphone. Uh, Because it'd be purely cosmetic. In fact, you say it's very fringy, very free fringy, but in fact, I should point out other operators are available. As well as Good the point. fringe. So here we yeah. go. Um, this coming Saturday... Date? Uh, the 30th of May. Uh, 2015. 2015. Uh, Saturday, 7.30, the wonderful. And can I just apologise to him? There? The much maligned Jacinto Palmieri uh, is doing a special one-off last ever performance of his uh, Ride of the Wagnerian. Jacinto wrote a really, really lovely thing about me on uh, Churchill. And what did he and say? Now, we're, now we're not going to go into that. Yes, we are. And, no, we're not. And now he is... It was a love letter. It was, it was a, a love letter. It was a really nice thing. And now he's getting it in the neck all over the forums or the fora. And uh, it's just horrible. It's horrible. Feel free to hate me. 
but he's an incredibly lovely guy, in- outrageously smart in several languages, and get off his fucking back, you arseholes. Okay, moving on. What did he say? About you? Never mind. Yeah. Uh, now, then we've got a big gap, just in case, uh, at the beginning of June, in case anyone's wanting to come and do uh, tryout stuff. Doesn't need to be a whole show, it can be an evening, it can be four or five years, try out anything you like. Bring your own audience, bring your own beer. Uh, we'll, we can do some flyering, but uh, it's very much, it's the space that's here for you. And this has to be after six o'clock at night, it? has to be it? after six o'clock at night. Uh, oh, yes, the 11th of June, I'm seeing I have a gastroenterology appointment at Charing Cross Hospital at 2pm. Oh. Come, can we come? Uh, and then uh, on the 16th, rushing in, a rheumatology appointment at Hammersmith from Malupus. But on the 18th, we kick off again with Charmaine Hughes. We like Charmaine we, Hughes. We like Charmaine Hughes. So she's on, I think she's wants to start at 7. Free, 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 fringer. So that's fantastic. And then the, 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 the excited Asian Woman of the Year award winner. Who's that? Sajila. Oh, Sajila who? Whom? Who? Whatever. <laughs> Sajila Kershi. Bless you. Uh, and Daphne Barham. Uh, they're doing, it's not a double act, although KNL, maybe it should be. Um, they're each doing uh, their Edinburgh shows. Sajila's doing one of our Edinburgh shows. Uh, yes, Asian Women of the Year, fucking fantastic. Then on the 20th of June, Jambi McGrath, excellent woman, is doing her show, her new show, which is called The Devil's Doorbell. And her, what's, what's The Devil's Doorbell? The Devil's Doorbell, as you well know, John, <laughs> is the clitoris. Uh, th- but this is... It's a that's, show that's difficult to find. <laughs> that's all. It's a little man in a boat. Um, it's... Uh, that, the, the reason it's called The Devil's Doorbell is all to do... I think it's all bound up in the show. I don't know. I haven't seen the show. I'm seeing the show on the 20th of uh, June, which is a Saturday. Uh, but her last year's show was fascinating. So about, presumably it's about female genital mutilation, is it? No, of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, that's been cut, is it? I'm so sorry. Moving swiftly on. Now, even... OK, I'm not judging here, but possibly even more excited. The 24th, which is a Wednesday. How good a double bill is this? How good? Wednesday, the 24th. You have to get come on, and see Spencer Jones, utterly brilliant last year at the Hive, utterly brilliant, and Tim Renko. They're each previewing their Edinburgh shows. I am so excited that not quite a lot of we is coming out because I'm very old and it gets that way. Can, can you invite Lewis Schaefer to Tim Renko's show? They're a great double act. This is Tim's show. Is you it? can pop along at the end, but I'm not having bloody Schaefer ruining everybody else's night. Spencer Jones, Tim Renko, 24th. And that is going to be fucking phenomenal. Then your friend, Sarah Mason. Sarah. Sarah. Oh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah sorry. Sarah, Sarah Mason is previewing her show about getting uh, uh, pedophilically fucked by who? Oh, Burt Lancaster. Indeed. Yeah. Which is true. Which is true. Yeah. It's not allegedly. It's true. Well, she says it's true. Well, that's mm. true. And so that, it is true. And, and well, there's more to the story than that, but she can tell anyway, it. Anyway, yes. It's her story. Uh, she is on the 25th, which is a Thursday. 
uh, at 7.30. If you say you could sell your space to people, you're not telling you what's on. Who's next? I know. Uh, 27th is uh, Il Puma Londinese. The Italians are here, all of them. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be Italian. It's just... Glorious. And, and it's you can't have a better... It's really the most awesome night. John and I go to the Blue Post. It's a brilliant night. So either go and see them at the Blue Posts... Which is a fortnightly which is, show. Which is a fortnightly show, and it's free, or come here, which is uh, the 27th. Uh, then Juliet Myers on the 29th of June. Uh, Omar Hamdi, who is uh, an Egyptian-Welshman. Sounds fascinating. And, and, he, and he sometimes turns up at the Italian things, doesn't he? At the, he does. Yes, he does. At the sec, on the 2nd of July. We're now into July. Last one so far in June is Juliet Myers on the 29th. Omar Hamdi. Sounds great. Then again, an Italian night. On the 4th of July, Romina Puma and Luca Copani. You just like Italian men, don't you? I like Italian everything. And I like Italian comedy. And this is very good. Italian comedy. And this is, uh, Romina Puma is, is doing her um, Not Disabled Enough, at which point I should point out that it's completely flat venue, very, very, very wheelie friendly. It's wheelie, wheelie friendly. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh God. Uh, then there's another lots of gaps. How long have we been going? Carry on, keep going. 16th of July, Stella Graham. 17th of July, Bongolicious, which is your last chance to see Jamie McGrath's last year's show, and it's it's a it's a wither ringer. And then 28th, Joanna Coffey, who is uh, quite new to me, but that's quite exciting. I didn't like to say I never heard of her. No, 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 she's quite new to me. Um, and uh, then there's another girl who's just contacted me by WhatsApp or something who's only arrived, she's Australian. It's her first ever Fringe. I'll remember her name for the next podcast. Uh, but she's coming along at that tail end of July. And then, of course, we was up to Edinburgh. But if you're London-based and you're broke, then you could save yourself a fucking fortune on travel and accommodation to Edinburgh by just coming and seeing all these previews. Or, or you could put on your own show here. And does it cost money to put your own show on No, here? not at all. How does it work? How does it work? It works. You have talent. You hone that talent for many years. You write some brilliant material. You tear it all up because it's not good enough. You write some more. You write some... Maybe like 10 years after that, you've got 50 minutes of stonkingly good stuff. Then you phone me up and go, Copstick, is the space free? I say yes. It seemed a simple question. The answer to which was... Uh, no, it's free. Phone me up. Um, email me, copstick at bobbiesgirl.co.uk. B-O-B-B-Y-S. G-I-R-L. S? Nothing. No, 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 you see, you've confused it all now. B-O-B-B-Y-S-G-I-R-L.co.uk. Bobby's Girl. Um, and and uh, so you No hate mail, please. So it is like the free fringe, although, of course, uh, it's an homage rather than... Comp- it's an homage. Not it's an homage. And, and I'm quite happy, no matter who you're with, uh, you can come and preview your show here. And then at the end, you're encouraged to encourage oh, your audience. At the end, I will be insisting on uh, some folding stuff in the bucket. I don't do shrapnel. This money will be going in a bag and coming over to Kenya with me. And if anyone remotely thinks that I'm going to board an overpriced British Airways flight with a bag of shrapnel, they can think again. 
notes only. So, so, so it doesn't cost you to rent the venue. No, uh, no, no. The, the, the audience doesn't pay to get in. No. Nope. Uh, but they donate money to Coptic Charity. And, and it's, bring, it's and BYOB. And 100% goes to Coptic Charity. BYOB. Oh. Bring your own booze. Ah, not bring your own bob. Because we're, no. well, they can, because we're not licensed, but it is fabulous. And last thing, stop press. Mel Moon uh, is going to come and do a preview, a proper preview of her now solo Edinburgh show. So this, this was the show where she was going to do it with Dr. Death. Yes, Danui. she's no longer doing it with Dr. And Death. Who, who's Dr. Death? Dr. Death is Philip Nitschke, who founded Exit, which I think is a tremendous organisation. Uh, Mel has had uh, difficulties, which uh, I'm sure you'll hear all about on Facebook, uh, but she's gone off for a well-earned holiday just now. Uh, she's a bit poorly unwell, so she's recharging her batteries. When she comes back, uh, she's going to be putting together um, the solo show, which is called Sick Girl, and which will be on at 3pm in the Meadow Bar. Uh, Alex Petty, God bless him and all who sail in him, came to her rescue, and she is in the Meadow Bar at 3pm. She'll be previewing here as well, but you heard it here first. Well, unless you know Mel. And who's directing our show? Well, I'm not directing. I'm being a sounding board. I really don't think stand-up shows should be directed. Is that for tax reasons, you're being a sounding board? No, 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 no. There's no money in it. Uh, No, I'm I'm just being a sounding board. Uh, And, yeah. But I I don't like... I don't even like the concept of directing a stand-up show. Uh... Yeah, directing is a funny word. But it's yeah, more, it can't more, be. It's more, more script editing, I would have thought, direction, isn't it? Or just being a sounding board. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've said heads. that three times now. A script, uh, so script that, editing, I'll say. And because there's something extraordinary in there. Hmm. I told you, I'm very old. I get excited thinking about Spencer Jones and Tim Renko and, and the Italians and, and uh, all the others coming to do shows in the shop and, you know... It's not just that. Now, the reason I did what I did just now is because I knew it would mean nothing on audio and therefore it's going to be surreal. For oh, he was... On the audio. No, no, no not, don't, don't explain. Don't not explain. surreal, not surreal, John, just irritating. It was a toilet roll. I'm now holding up the kitchen roll. Great visual gag. Very, very sorry podcast. Our loyal podcasting loyal, audience. Loyal, loyal. That's how you lose friends, John. Should we say goodbye now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, wasn't there something else we were plugging? Oh, we're going oh. to mention the fact that the Grouchy Club is live in Edinburgh from a date which I can't remember, but it's on the grouchyclub.co.uk website, uh, 3.45 in the afternoon. And we're doing, as, as far as I remember, we're doing like the last two weeks, aren't we? Something like that, the, yes. The reason being is that last year when we did it, uh, there were lots of very good shows that clashed with ours, and poor old Copstick had to uh, abscond from her actual own show to see these other shows for professional reasons. Well, uh, some of them. So, so, so this year, uh, there's like about a week and a half or something in which Copstick can see these shows that clash with us. And then we, we've got a straight run of our Grouchy Club show live at Edinburgh at the... Count- and I'll be there all the time. At the Counting House. Uh, and God help us all, she'll be there all the time. <laughs> uh, OK, so that's the end of this. And uh, now are we going to say goodbye now? Uh, we are going to say goodbye. And we might even wait. Who knows if, if the actual uh, periscope's working. But there might my little Matt's working. So bye-bye. Bye. bye-bye. We're waving, yeah. and, podcasters. And, We're and, waving. And now it's a very un-21st century thing. We'll have to leap over the desk and actually switch the machine up. Go, John. Keep, I'll keep waving. It'll be seamless. It'll be seamless. I'll wave yeah, with yeah. two hands. Yeah. They'll never notice. Oh, it's going very well. Is that it? That's one of the three things off. Marvellous. Will I keep waving till you've turned keep it into waving. a song?
And then I'll turn off the, uh, the map, go. which should be recording. Matt, and then keep waving, and we're still and in the audio. waving on the audio. Waving on the audio. I'm still waving. You're yeah. waving too. I'm You're waving like too. That. I'm waving too. And we're done. Uh, oh, 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 no. Oh, oh. no. Oh. Are we done? Oh, no. Ah, don't do that. Oh, no. Don't, 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 don't,